Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. And welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. I am your host, Kendall Strample, and today I have a very exciting guest here with me. Her name is Lauren Tickner, and she is known for for creating the Strength Feed hashtag, which has over 150,000 tagged photos on it, selling over 5,000 fitness ebooks, and has now taken her business to the next level where she's actually helping other online coaches and influencers grow their personal brand and grow their online fitness business. Not only was she a mentor to me, but she is my incredible friend. And we have an exciting offer coming to you guys. So make sure that you stay tuned to the end of this podcast because it's something that you are not going to want to miss out on. So without further ado, let's hop into this episode with my incredible friend, Lauren. Thank you for having me on, Kendall. I'm super excited to be here today. Yes, of course. So Lauren, I basically want to share your story with everybody because um, if you guys don't follow Lauren on Instagram, um, she's also on YouTube and she also has her own podcast, the Millennial Air Podcast. You guys can find her on Instagram at Lauren Tickner as well as on YouTube. Um, she's absolutely incredible, a huge role model. She's even been a mentor to me myself um, and I know that she's going to be able to provide you guys with a crap ton of value on this episode so no pressure (laughs) yeah no so Lauren um tell me a little bit about kind of what you do and where you currently are right now in your life with everything well I'm sat here in San Diego right next to you I'm a very lucky girl (laughs) so honestly right now I'm 21 years old I was born in 1997 so if any of my 97 babies are out here holler at me would love to have a chat But basically, I started off in the fitness industry, and the reason why I started, I basically saw all these people posting to Instagram. I followed, did you ever follow Kayla Itzai? Kayla Itzai, BBG. BBG. Yeah, I followed her, and like, I loved her body back when I was 16. All my friends in school, we were like, oh, we want to be skinny, we want to have like all these skinny bodies and stuff, and I was actually overweight for my height back when I was that age. So pretty much what happened was I found all these people on social media. I lost weight in an extremely unhealthy way, rapidly, something that I would never advocate now. But that was, I got to the stage in my life where because I lost weight so fast, I began to feel dizzy. And when I feel dizzy, I began having panic attacks. So this anxiety that I had, and honestly, when uh, when I say I have panic attacks, like I actually have like panic disorder. I was put on beta blockers for it when I was um, 16 or 17 years old, which is a medication that slows down your heart rate to try and calm the physical symptoms of anxiety. And um, yeah, so after that happened, I realized like I need to get strong. I need to become stronger, not just physically, but also mentally. And um, after a while of posting to Instagram and posting recipes and like random photos where I cut my head off because I didn't want anyone to find out that it was me I decided to make this hashtag called strength feed and that was all about becoming stronger both physically and mentally so it's very relevant for the name of this podcast strive for strength because I I strive for strength in every area of my life and um it's just become more and more evident to me as I've evolved my business and then 
I was doing online fitness coaching, then I started selling fitness ebooks, which is like I turned that name Strength Feed into an ebook, and then I wrote this ultimate guide to tracking macros. And um, I pivoted all of that after building a really successful fitness business to helping other people build their personal brand and build their own business in the fitness industry and then that was when I started helping you and I started helping like hundreds of other people do the same thing through online courses and I've just fallen in love with online marketing and you know what I'm like I absolutely love not just the not just like the sales funnel side of things and all that the tactical stuff but I also love the overall overarching thing like all all things storytelling and all things human connection and sales psychology I just find it absolutely fascinating so here I am now running an online business at 21 I've been able to help so many people and I just find it so powerful because if I'm able to help people then those people are going to help the people that they're serving as their clients and it's just this massive ripple effect and so that's that and kind of a little rough <laughs> a very complex life in a very small nutshell there yes. so Lauren for you obviously starting off in the fitness space things have evolved greatly for you um, and you know making that transition I'm sure was extremely hard um, I know even we've communicated with each other a lot about your following and how your engagement is now and everything so for you with making that transition from predominantly you know creating the strength feed hashtag and really growing on a fitness account um, what's really been the biggest struggle for you with making that transition from fitness to prioritizing what you actually love, mm. which, I mean, I'm, I mean, I know you love fitness and that was your ultimate passion, but you know, now that business is something that's become more prominent in your life, what was like the biggest difficulty there with making the transition? Yeah, honestly, I think it's just feedback from people saying, oh, I love your full day of eating videos on YouTube. Cause I used to do them all the time and they would literally get like thousands and thousands of views within like 24 hours because people love them. And it's just people saying, I wish you were like what you used to be. And honestly, I just think that that's a fact of life. Like in life, people are always gonna try and keep you to what they know. People don't want you to change from the person it is that who who they know you are today. Because as you change, you're essentially growing away from what they're familiar with. And people don't like uncertainty. People don't like it when things aren't familiar and when things are a bit different to what they're used to. And um, it's happened to me with my friends and now obviously with my social media following. But here's the thing that I've become to realize is like, you don't need hundreds of thousands of followers in order to really make an impact and also to have a really successful business. And so whether you're talking about business or whether you're talking about fulfillment or whatever it is, like you just need to realize that, yeah, people aren't always going to like you. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's the cool thing because if you try to please everybody the whole time, you're never going to actually achieve anything for yourself. You're going to be so wishy-washy. And I really am such a believer in the sense that, like, you have to just pick something. Pick a, like, let's say when it comes to, let's pretend we're making content for social media. If you're always like, oh, yeah, I love being vegan. Oh, yeah, I like being paleo. Like, I also love keto diet. I love tracking my, like, you're not going to speak to anyone. No one will be able to connect with you because you're so wishy-washy. So pick one thing go all in there so my biggest struggle was definitely the negative feedback from people I mean losing followers like I've lost like I don't know maybe 5,000 followers or something and as, as someone who's teaching other people how to build their personal brand some people are like well how can you be teaching other people to build a personal brand when you're losing followers but people forget that followers aren't what makes the difference it's about having that deep level of connection with people like I have way more like I have my most amount of students I've ever had my business is more successful than ever 
And that's because I found my people and I'm going all in on that. So the biggest struggle at the beginning was before I realised this and before I realised how important it is to connect with my people when I was getting caught up in like the vanity metrics, which I think is so easy to do. Like you're like, oh, I have all these followers, but now I'm losing them. Oh my gosh, what's happening? And when you realise that it's not all about followers, like I think that's when a whole new world of opportunities opens up for you. Right, and I think a lot of people now, especially, um, they seek validation from a following. Mm -hmm. And they don't realise, one, you can build a business. And two, you know, if you have... Um, even a smaller following, your business is going to thrive if it's more of something that's loyal rather than, you know, it being having a, an exponential amount of number of people, Exactly. Right? Like, I have a good example of this. Like, one of my students, her name's Tara, she literally has, like, 4,000, 5,000 followers and she's earning over 10 grand a month because she has got so crystal clear on her particular niche. Niche, guys, by the way, for any of my American <laughs> peeps out there. She's got so clear on her niche and she's gone all in on them. And... At first, she found it hard. Like, she found it really hard to go all in on a particular set of people. But now that she's done that and she's, like, riding with it, she's going so all in on it. Like, her online fitness coaching business is absolutely thriving. And she never realized what was possible because beforehand she was always being, like, trying to please everyone. So, yeah. Right. And that's one thing. A lot of people nowadays... Um you know, they, they really try to be people pleasers. And that's one thing that they really fall short on because then they stop caring about themselves. And as mm-hmm. you know, being a businesswoman and being an entrepreneur, it's so important to care about your own health, oh right? So um, never seeking the validity from other people around you because if you were to go off of, you know, oh, I've, I'm losing followers, let me back off on my business here, mm-hmm. right? You're not striving for your strength. You're not looking to pursue what you're actually going to make a killing with and, and help other people with and serve and show yeah. up, right? So the biggest thing is to not seek validation. And I'm glad, obviously, you know, you realized that and you were like, hey, I don't give a shit. I'm going to keep serving people how I need to serve yeah, people, right? Yeah, exactly. I do think there's like a couple of ways of looking at it. So you can look at it from that sense. And then there is, like, I was talking about this with my business partner the other day. So let's just say you're in a shopping mall, right? Mm-hmm. And like, there's people walking past the door. Like, and let's say you're in a really busy location. Let's say you're in like central LA and you're in like the where it's super busy and there's loads of people walking past let's say that's like all the likes on your photo like all the people walking past the more people that walk past the more likes you get on your photo so here's the thing like let's say the engagement is lower and there's less people actually like walking past your door if that makes sense so there's less opportunity for you to have more clients come into your world so I do think yeah like at some at some stages it's 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 you don't need to care about your engagement, you don't need to care about your likes and stuff. But then from a business point of view, I actually think that sometimes it can be important to care about those things um, and to make sure that you are creating things that connect with your audience because if you don't do that, then if the if your content keeps flopping, and then that means there's less people essentially walking past your door because there's less opportunity for, for new ideal clients to come into your world. So I think it's weighing out those two things and just making sure that the whole entire time when you're making content and when you're trying to connect with an audience, you're making the content that's going to connect with the ideal audience. So you like have to reverse engineer and think, what would they want to see? Um, because if no one's going to walk past your door, then your business is going to go out. Right, exactly. Exactly. And I know for you, you're kind of finding your happy medium right now. Mm. Things have been kind of on the up and up for you, which is incredible. Um, And I'm really happy to obviously see that. But for you guys who don't know, um, me and Lauren actually met 
um, what is it, like three years yeah, ago three now? Yeah, three years ago. Um, we at, met way before the only yeah, Instagram. Yeah, so we have been really close for quite some time now, and we actually have found out as of recently we're pretty much the same human being. No, no, no. Uh, like, it's <laughs> actually quite terrifying how <laughs> the same we are. It's kind of scary. So, um... Even to, like, taste of food in <laughs> <laughs> music like personality everything yeah it's, yeah it's crazy so um we actually had a conversation a little bit earlier today we were talking about how um on the emotional side of things like we kind of stay away from it and I know for you Lauren like you know me kind of being the same even talking about like how I feel with you know different things about my business or you know relationships whatever it might be for you how were you really feeling when you made that transition like mm. were you scared like what was kind of running through your head when you were like you know what like I actually kind of want to serve people with business rather than just fitness yeah it's an interesting one because I don't really get nervous but it sounds funny that I say that because I, like, have actual anxiety disorder. So it's kind of a weird one. Like, I don't get nervous, but I get anxiety about random stupid stuff that isn't even logical. So I wasn't nervous about it at all. I was actually really excited. Um, and I studied... Before I dropped out of university... By the way, guys, I dropped out of the UK's number one business course. Um, before I did that, yeah, I was studying business. So uh, I've always been really interested in business. I've always had this deep desire to work for myself, chase freedom. I've quit two jobs, um, big corporate jobs, you know, one of them was at this FTSE 250, it's like, you know how you guys have Fortune 500 companies, it was like pretty much like one of those, um, at an asset management firm, and then also at an influencer marketing agency, I quit that, which was my placement for uni, so when I quit that job, I also dropped out of uni at the same time, so that was actually only this time last year. Uni is a college for my American listeners, yes. by the way. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Got a bit of English lingo there. Yeah, by the way, I'm English, not Australian. Just uh, in case uh, anyone's thinking I'm... <laughs> as I've been in San Diego this weekend, everybody keeps thinking that I'm uh, Australian. But no, I'm not. But shout out to any of my Aussies anyway. So um, basically, yeah, I was feeling kind of just ready. It just felt so right. Like, you know, I'd built a successful fitness business... And people were constantly asking me, like, how do I grow my following? How do I get clients? How do I do this? How do I do that? And it was all related to business. And I think it's because I actually had a podcast called The Business Meets Fitness Podcast. And it's still running now. I still do it with my boyfriend um, because he also coaches people on how to build a fitness-based business. But, um, yeah, like, it just felt right. And it felt like something I needed to do. I'm not one of these woo-woo people who believes in, like, it had to happen because my whole entire like it it, yeah. it was my calling but it I don't know it kind of just felt like it I needed to take the action on it and um when I made my mind on something like I'm gonna do it and I just did it and it yeah it went down so well honestly I mean in one day I remember I sold like 10 or 11 sports on one of my courses and I just was I couldn't believe it well, but at the same time I could, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't realize quite how fast it was going to happen and quite how well received it was going to be. Because I thought like people would think, who is this girl to be selling a course for a thousand pounds? So like $1,300, like how can she do this? But honestly, having been in the business space for a while before I ever started making content about it, I knew that people will invest in that type of thing because they're paying for the transformation. And... <laughs> rather than paying for a transformation in their bodies, which is what I was helping them achieve before, it was a transformation in their career. And so I knew that if they make the investment now, then they're going to make the returns in the future tenfold, a hundredfold, honestly. Um, and so at first, 
I think I was nervous more about the pressing, but about posting that type of content, I didn't ever feel any slight sense of like fear or anything because I knew it's something that I just needed to do for to help other people. I knew I could help them on a deeper level and that's what I really want to chase. I want, I'm chasing having an impact on people's lives. And I knew that if I can impact the lives of the people who are having the impact on other people's lives, like I mentioned before, it's that ripple effect. And that's what I really chase. Right. And for you, um, with everything that you're doing, only at age 21, like you said, dropping out of university, um, and also, you know, being a woman who has such an authoritative figure in business, um, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on that for you, too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously, there's the whole aspect of ageism. There's, you know, us being women and owning businesses. How have you have you noticed that there's any kind of effect on that with you? Like how you're feeling with anything, how you show up as yourself? I think for me, in relationships, it was really hard because all the boys kind of... So, I don't know what it's like in America, but in the UK, you kind of just stay friends with your friends from school or university. And, like, just, you kind of stay friends with people, like, a similar age to you. They're just, like, yeah, your group of here. friends. Yeah. yeah. And so, all the guys, like, they just didn't really get what I did. I think a lot of people think that all I do is, like, influence the things. <laughs> so, for example, like, hey, use my 10% off discount code to buy oh this protein gosh. powder. And that's, like, <laughs> what they think I'd spend my whole day doing, like, just taking photos. Um, they don't really get that I have a business and especially when I one time made a YouTube video talking about like how I earned 20 grand while I was on holiday, they, some of the boys saw that and they were just like, what the hell? And so I think, honestly, I think that guys our age get very intimidated by it. Um, and I think I guys, like any of the listeners right now, like I was single for 20 years. Like I didn't have a boyfriend until I met my current boyfriend now. And, um, I think that that was one of the big things for me like I just didn't feel like I wanted to be in a relationship because I didn't think that I'd be able to connect with a guy my age because I felt like very different to people my age I don't know if you feel that way yeah I feel it's that way extremely like it's really hard yeah. to obviously have friends and at the same time um you know obviously there's people who are older but just being able to relate to them it's like yeah. it makes it really hard and I think that guys yeah they do you find it intimidating? Honestly, like, I really do. I mean, when I first started my Instagram account, and uh, I didn't mention this earlier on, but I got bullied for it because my username was Fitness Life Lauren back in the day. And the boys then found the photos that I was making with, like, my head chopped off. I don't... I, I still, to this day, have no bloody clue how they knew it was me. I have, I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. But anyway, so they figured out it was me somehow. And um, seriously, like... No, they not, none of them have ever seen my body before, like, in a sports bra. I just have no idea. But anyway, uh, irrelevant. So, um, they found it, and they would, like, post the photo to Instagram being, like, oh, thanks to Lauren Fitness for my 90-day meal plan. And, like, I was really embarrassed about it. I honestly don't know why, because, like, you know, if I started selling 90-day meal plans at that time, I'd be balling right now. Like, if I started <laughs> when I was 17. Then. Oh, yeah. But, um, basically... Then I found out, like, these guys, I spoke to them a couple of years later, on New Year's Eve, actually, and um, one of the boys who ended up going to, like, the University of Cambridge, really smart guy, he was like, Lauren, honestly, the reason why we did that is because we were intimidated. He literally said that to me so openly and was really good. He's, like, honestly one of my really good friends now. And um, it was just crazy. And so, yeah, I think that being a young female entrepreneur, it's intimidating for guys. I think it makes it hard to have friends because... 
especially like I hate calling myself this but as an influencer like I know you hate calling yourself that too but it's just like let's just say it's like a fact of the matter I think it's really hard to trust people like when I first started at university when I was 19 um I didn't know who to trust because everybody like knew that I was gonna be starting there and back then like let's say I had 60,000 followers on Instagram or something maybe not that many when I started like 40,000 but that was back when 40,000 was like so many Mm -hmm. especially in Bath which is a place in England like this small place like everybody knows there was even a article in the university newspaper being like Lauren Tickner and um not in, nothing bad but just like it made people so hyper aware that I was there and like back then my username was Lauren Fitness people would be like Lauren Fitness Lauren Fitness like chanting my name when they saw me and it's just like so weird right and it made it so hard to connect with people my age and so that's honestly been a really big struggle it kind of makes you sometimes feel a bit alienated um but when it comes to business and stuff, I think I just use my age as my advantage because, like, you know, people who are 24, I've got three years on them. Yeah, so it feels good to say it almost, right? Yeah, right? Like, at the same time, I'm not a competitive person. No. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So do you think that, you know, going, like, through what you said, um, being, I guess, what would be equivalent to high school age here? Yeah. Um having those struggles having gone through them do you think that that's had a huge impact on kind of how your attitude is today and how you show up today so when it comes to I think when I was 17 when I was yeah the high school kind of age oh my god 100% like it made me for at first it made me less confident with what I do now and then it made me more confident because I'm like <laughs> like all these people will blame me now look at me yeah. not in like a real cookie way or anything but just in kind of like a funny way um and you know like I think that Honestly, like I said, like you mentioned, actually, I'm not so much of an emotional person. So it never really affected me as much as I think it would have affected other people. But it just gave me that more, even more of a desire to keep pushing on. Honestly, prove these people wrong. Literally to prove people wrong. Um, And I was very close to quitting back then. I really nearly quit my Instagram. Imagine if I had, like, I would not be sat here right now. We wouldn't even be friends. Yeah, we like, wouldn't be sitting here on my couch in San Diego, California. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, you, yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely mad, like, the, the things that would never be if you don't take that initial action or if you, let's say you're doing something right now to any of the listeners and then you, you want to stop doing it because, like, you're worried or let's say you're in a relationship and you want to, like, end it for some particular reason, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, if you end up taking that action... Like, everything else is... The ripple effect on every other aspect of your life is going to make everything pan out to be so different. So I think it's, like, just doing what feels right at that current period of time, like... And just not thinking about it too much. Because I think so often in life we really get in our heads about things. Like, (laughs) that you take so long to make a decision. But if you can just get in a state of mind where you just, like, make a decision and go all in on it, rather than, like, trying to change your mind the whole time, like... You're going to have so much less mental fatigue. Yeah, I want to say the one thing about that. A lot of the times when it comes to our situations, when we're in a struggle, um, we we tend to play the victim of our own circumstances. Mm. And one thing that's that I think has made such a huge, significant, and, and just big difference for me is you know, quitting feeling sorry for myself. Like, Mm. when we're in the middle of those struggles, when those people are ridiculing us or, you know, like, I know how you said touching on kind of the whole quote-unquote influencer um, (laughs) thing, people still laugh at it, but it's a thing, you know? It's a thing, and um, a lot of times we, as influencers, we struggle um, 
kind of with the whole mentality behind it. And the biggest thing is to focus on like, how can we take what we're feeling in that moment and make it something that's going to be something that's going to make us stronger in the future and like help us be able to serve other people, you know, grow your business, grow your courses that you can provide for more people. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, I think a lot of people just don't think about. It's kind of like the woe is me type Mm. of type of mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's one thing that we kind of have to get away from and kind of, you know, start to escape. So for you, Lauren, as far as it goes with like a struggle that you've had, kind of overarching um do you think there's one thing that's like truly impacted you to become like the strong I want to say independent woman I know obviously you have a boyfriend (laughs) but you know you are so independent as like a human being and like you are very unreliant of other people so if you would say like there's one thing that's overarching that's kind of made you strive for your strengths what would that be yeah so I think there's two and I think that the second one comes from the first one so Kendall and I were actually talking about this earlier but my brother was born with epilepsy autism and then he's got like other learning disabilities as well um so it means that his mental age is like honestly about the age of two years old and so he's 19 right now but if you saw him you'd think well, he doesn't look too young because, like, he's a grown boy, you know? But his, he, he acts like he's a baby. Um, he doesn't eat because he needs to have, like, a tube in his stomach because of his learning disabilities. Um, and he can't walk either, so he's in a wheelchair. Um, and, like, he doesn't really talk either because of his epilepsy. He goes into this state called non-convulsive status. So, um, basically, all my childhood, like, he... It really started, like, he started having seizures and stuff when I think he was about six years old. And um, it just, yeah, it really did affect my childhood. I think that up until the past few years, I really did used to, like, brush it off and I never used to... I tried to avoid talking about it. And it's because, like, let's say I was in year... I was in, like, sixth grade or fifth grade or something. And um, people would be using the word, like, retard. And I would get really angry because I'm like, you can't say this word because my brother actually is disabled and, like... It's just not a nice thing to say. But, of course, like, other kids don't really get that. And when I get picked up from school by my mom, let's say she's brought my brother, because, you know, she had to be with him the whole time, um, everyone would just be looking. And, like, I'd be out in the town, and we'd be walking with him, and his... We used to call it, like, a buggy, but it is a wheelchair. Like, you know, that's another thing. We used to call it a buggy because we didn't want to, like, believe that... Well, I personally didn't want to, like, believe that he was disabled. Um... And so everyone would just be staring at us, like, looking at us, and he would be crying because he would get into this, like I said, this kind of epileptic state where he's having a seizure, but it's, like, it's not an intense seizure where you're actually, like, having a fit and, like, gasping for air, but it's kind of, like, this thing where he would just, like, be crying and you don't know how he's feeling because he can't explain it because, like, he is disabled. And, by the way, anybody listening right now, like, I've had it sometimes where I say my brother is disabled, I say those exact words on my social media... And people go crazy and they're saying you shouldn't put a label on it. But it is just a fact of the matter. Like one time this girl went crazy with me for saying it. And then I literally explained the whole thing to her. And she was really apologetic for like kind of um, how she portrayed me saying it. But like I'm saying he's disabled because he is disabled. And it's just a fact of the matter. But um, yeah, so I think honestly, like I had to be so independent because... My parents had to look after him. My dad was running his own business. My mum, like, that became... She had to quit her job. And so now for, like, his whole lifetime, so he's going to be turning 20 soon, like, she's been caring for him. And then um, there's just been all this stuff, you know, like, my parents had to go to court to try and get him into this school because 
in the UK, like, the government will have to fund this special education school, like, this special needs school, and, like, they didn't let him in the first time, and then they let him in the second time, and it's just all become, like, this massive thing in my life where I think the the um like the focus would always have to be on him because like he was ill and he was sick and he had to be cared for so I had to figure out how I could take care of myself and honestly like I think that's what's made me so independent today that's what made me so driven to achieve what I need to achieve because like the way that I look at it is like my brother can't live his life to his fullest potential so like I need to make the most of my life to make up for that and to make sure that I can let's put it this way right when I was, I think I was, like, 17, I ran a half marathon. The only way I was... Like, I didn't train for it or anything. The only way I was able to keep running the whole thing... Like, I didn't walk at all. I was so proud of this. And um, the only thing I was saying to myself in my head the whole time was, like, I'm doing this because my brother can't walk. And, like, that kept me going the whole entire time. Like, <laughs> and literally at the end, I was, like, sprinting wow, so fast. Incredible. Yeah. And, like, every time I do anything like that, like, let's say I'm doing, like, a really heavy set of squats. Like, I've never actually told anyone this before. But, like, I'm doing a really set of, like, a heavy set of squats. I'm, like, I can do this because my legs fucking can. Like, sorry if I can swear. No, go but, for like, it. But, um, like, because, like, his can't, right? And so that's what makes me so so motivated because there are people in life who don't, they can't do these things and they don't have these opportunities that we have like despite the fact that we're women despite the fact that we're young despite the fact that you may not be in an ideal situation in your life no matter what it is right now there are always people that have it worse and look I am such a believer in the fact that like if there is shit going on in your life sometimes you have to just like embrace it and you have to sometimes not feel sorry for yourself but you have to realize that you do need to get your own help but at other times, you need to realize that, like, there are people who have it so much worse. You can make the most of your life. And if you are literally having a pity party for yourself right now, like, you need to get out of it because you are somebody who has so much potential. Like, if, you're, if you have the ability to listen to this podcast right now, which you do because you've obviously got a smartphone or a laptop or whatever the hell you're listening to this on, you are in a better position than so many other people in this world. So, like, you need to make the most of it. Like, uh, that's it for me. So, yeah, it's just, like, making the most of my life because, like, I know other people can't. Wow. And, I mean, for you, obviously, I know having that that kind of situation, um, what do you think made you be independent? Like, I know, obviously, being in the situation did, but, like, mm. what was in your mind? I think that's such a good question because, yeah, like, obviously, you know, I say... My mom, because my mom would always be like looking after my brother, right? And so, um, at the same time, I have like an amazing family. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm so fortunate. Like obviously now, my parents just got divorced, and that is honestly, I believe, because of like the stress of having a disabled child. Um, there's this statistic where it's like something like ninety five percent of parents who have disabled children end up getting divorced because it's just so stressful for them. Um, and so obviously, like, not to blame my brother at all, but like the fact of the matter is like having a someone in your family who has something like that it does cause a lot of stress and it puts a lot of pressure on different relationships and all that um and so basically honestly I I think the reason why I became so independent from it is just because like I just realized that I can do whatever I want because like you know I mean anyone can but I think seeing someone who's essentially trapped, as horrible as that sounds, but seeing someone who's trapped and seeing someone who doesn't have 
actual ability to go and do it for themselves, even if they wanted to. But, like, he doesn't even know what is possible because he can't imagine that for himself because, like, of his learning age is, like... His, his mental age is, like, two years old. Um, I think just the contrast of, like, that, seeing... And then just realising what I can achieve and seeing seeing other people, like... You know, my dad's owned his own business since he was young and so seeing him manage to achieve that for himself and just making... It just made me realise, like, I just really want to be able to live my brother's life as well as my own, right? So, like, mm-hmm. both of them... And so, yeah, I think that's it for me. I, I, honestly, I, I think that independence is something that can be, like, nurtured. What's the word? Like, you can, you can become an independent person even if you don't feel like you are right now. So a great example is, like, when I was about 17, up until the age of 17, I was telling Kendall this, like, I used to be such a party girl. Like, I would go out getting absolutely boozy, like, all the time. Um, I would drink so much alcohol and beca- become, like, so drunk. Honestly, so drunk. And it was my my escape. Even, it sounds crazy to think about it from that such a young age, but it just was. And so I was always someone who would get massive FOMO, fear of missing out whenever people were at a party and, like, I wouldn't be there. And I had to be around other people. Like, I remember one of my friends, like, her name was Tara and then another girl called Lily. Like, we would always go to every party like we would somehow get ourselves invited to absolutely everything like I was one of those people that knew everybody like literally like the life of the party going everywhere like it's funny because I'm such a grandma now (laughs) and you you probably can't even imagine this because of like how you know me now but you know what I'm like I'm very sociable when Mm -hmm. it comes to like you have yeah yeah. (laughs) but I used to be someone who had to go out and like I didn't used to be independent like I'd have to go and do things with people the whole time and be around people the whole time and I think it just, when I got into my, so in the UK, in like when you're 17 and 18 years old, you do these things called A-levels. And um, so basically I went into my A-level year and I just began to realize like, I've just been one of these people uh, who just gets by. Like, you know, I do well in exams because I was quote unquote naturally gifted, right? Like I just got, I'm one of these people who gets things. You know, when someone tells me something and I just kind of get it, mm-hmm. I've always been like that. But I began to get to this stage where, like, I was getting complacent. I was getting, like, Bs. I wasn't getting As anymore. Like, I was getting Bs because I was getting lazy. And then I just was like, I need to get As because I wanted to go to the University of Bath. And so I was like, I need to get As. So I literally... Something went off in my head. And I was like, I'm not going to get an A in French because I can't speak good French right now. So I was like, right, I'm going to just trap myself away in all my free periods and go study. And I just... Everything changed. I stopped drinking. I stopped part. Like I do. It is so crazy. Like it was this pivotal moment in my life, and it was at the same time actually that I was like getting into strength training, having just lost a bunch of weight really fast. Um, and yeah, and that was it really. I mean, I think it was just the realization that I was not going to be able to do the one thing that I really wanted, which was for some reason I was just obsessed with going to the University of Bath. And you know what? It's so funny now because I dropped out of that course. Like, it's so crazy <laughs> how life pans out. Like, I changed my entire... Pers- not personality, but, like... <laughs> I changed my entire way of living to go to this uni. And I end up dropping out. How crazy is that? Wow. It's amazing to see how far you've come, though, since then. And everything has worked out in your favor. Oh, my God. It so has. And I think it always does. And I think this is a thing, like... 
I used to always get caught up. Let's say there's like a little drama with like your friends in school. And like, I would get so caught up over that. I'd be worried about what people are thinking about me. And honestly, I just don't care anymore. Like, you know, it's nice to, I want to just be well respected. Mm-hmm. I don't care if like people are, if people are saying mean things about me for some reason, when they don't know the real me, I think that's when it's more on them than it is on you. Right? Yeah. Like, and I think the, the best thing that you've done for yourself is really like with gaining the independence that you've had is mm. just not really caring too much about those who aren't serving you and you can't mm. serve them exactly and being able to just kind of cut that out you mm. can just cut it out of your life so that yeah. you don't need that and I think the the best thing about you as a person is like you do not let anything hold you back <laughs> and like, <laughs> and you know when you want something you go for it and yeah. that's the kind of mindset that I think people just need to have they need to stop like I said having that whole victimization like of, yeah, yeah, of their yeah. circumstances and I, I think agree. that that's you know one of the main reasons that you've been so successful is like no matter what was going on with your family life at home like no matter what happened in university high school you know your relationship with food yeah, yeah and yeah. um we didn't even, even talk about all we kind of did <laughs> yeah, but yeah but like i think that all of these things there's probably every single person out there listening to this right now has probably been through like at least one of those things right mm-hmm. and i think that it just goes to show like you can go through absolute shit and you can go through no matter like anything people being mean to you people bullying you you maybe have had like a problem with food or maybe you've had a problem with depression anxiety some sort of mental health I think everyone honestly goes through something to do with their mental health at some stage in their life um but honestly all of with all of that said I think that you can either I think yes you need to some get some sort of help to figure out how to get yourself out of that situation at that period of time because that can really hold you back like my anxiety used to be absolutely debilitating for me like I had to leave school like when I was that kind of 17 years old 16 17 years old age I had to leave school early every single day my mum had to come and pick me up um because I was having panic attacks like I couldn't we always had science at the end of the day like in school after lunch and um I could never stay for those lessons like because I was just I don't know it was I you know it's just so it's irrational, isn't it? Like, I haven't panicked that. So she'd have to come pick me up. She'd have to get my grandma to go around to my house to look after my brother so she could leave the house to come and pick me up. And, like, these are all things that I don't really talk about that much because I feel like it's kind of... Not that it's, like, a different person, but it's very distant in the past, and I do still suffer with anxiety to this day. But um, it doesn't need to be something... Like, none of these things need to be things that hold you back forever because you are strong enough to overcome them. And you know that just as well as I do. Like, you haven't let anything hold you back. And, like, I mean, we said this at the beginning, but Kendall and I literally are the same person. So everything she says to me about me, she's saying about herself too. (laughs) Exactly. I think, you know, I think the biggest takeaway um, here is is just don't let shit hold you back. That's Mm. part of your past. That's, you know, something that's just a part of who you are. Maybe, you know, part of your circumstance. Lauren is an absolute incredible example of that. Um, and you know, you have to just keep striving through your strengths. So, um, thank you so much for coming on here, Lauren. I loved having my, basically my person. Um, yes, (laughs) (laughs) so if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you know, it would mean the absolute world to me. My biggest goal is to just be able to share other stories and be able to serve more people. So if you would do me a favor, go ahead and screenshot this, um, and, Post it on your Instagram story tagging me. 
Um, and go ahead and tag my girl Lauren Tickner as well. She's just at Lauren Tickner. Um, we just want to serve more people. So if you could share this and share the love, I would absolutely adore y'all for that. So thank you guys so much for listening in on this podcast. Make sure you stay tuned for the next one. And thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on and being a part of it. Thank you. And thank you, everybody who has stayed all the way to the end. Love ya.